When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hello, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. I don't know what episode we are. Stop, I'm joined stop counting. By, yeah, we've stopped counting. Um, I'm joined by Rumaj. Hello, Rumaj. Hey, man, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I, I don't... Um, I mean, I'm not happy. No. My train journey was hijacked by a stranger. The worst. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I was just about to get the train. Yeah. Somebody came up to me, mm. started talking to me, um, and then decided he's going to join me for the whole journey. Did you tell him early on what your train stop what your train stop was? He asked me where I was going. I said yeah. London Bridge, and yeah. he said me too. So you can't get off. No, and, and also we had to go take about three trains. And also, I'm not convinced he really did want to go to London Bridge. <laughs> I think he changed. <laughs> he was his only journey. going one stop. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was getting a catwalk, <laughs> and he was just desperate to have a chat. It was the fucking worst. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, good. What do you think of this chat? It's a good start. Cool. This is the bit where we introduce our guest. Listen, I am absolutely f- like f- when I say over the moon, I mean it. One of, uh, not one of, the most exciting talent in UK hip hop, I think. Ocean Wisdom, Ocean Wisdom, how you doing, mate? Hey, big up, Ron. Mate, Good thank you, you so much for coming on, man. Pleasure, man. I'm coming straight out of Brighton. A crazy motherfucker named Wizzy. Sirens in the city, like I'm rolling around with Izzy. You was in the basement with a plate, I'm getting picky. I was in the basement with a couple of eggs, I'm getting sticky. Making a brother go high pitch. What do these men are telling me that when I get on the mic, it's a high ting? Vibes in, no one ain't no violin. Big beat for the dialect, like six, 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 that time again. Look. Listen, your album is the best thing I've heard in ages, man. I love yeah. it. I properly love it. Hey, wicked. How's I'm it going down? It's going, it's good, man. It's going well. We've just been like touring uh, and just, you know, promoting it and. Once you drop it, there's like that's when the work starts. You know what I mean? So just going around doing the doing the rounds. When you uh, put out an album, is there any element of you that's sort of shitting yourself about the reception, or did you know that you were sitting on a good record? There's like so much less pressure when you're before you're like known and established because right. it's like you have your whole life to make your first album. Yeah. And not everyone's listening at that particular time, so you think, well, if it's good enough, it will get the attention, and if it's not good enough, it will just kind of. Fizzle under the like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just won't really matter. Uh, so their pressure's less, I think. And when you got a second album, it's like, oh, okay, you got something to live up to. Now. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, I was always confident, but the pressure wasn't really on for me. I was just like, nah, I'll just I'll make it sick and it'll it'll do the job. So were you excited when it was about to come out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like uh, a lot of work went into it. Like we kind of built up the ammo, so to speak. Yeah. And so like we were dropping it consec like consistently every sort of two weeks. Yeah. So we kind of watched the hype build up. And then when we dropped it, it was just like the reception was mad. So yeah, I was excited, definitely mad excited. Do you uh, have a situation where like, did you, did you ha- this album, when this album came together, did you have like loads of tracks and you picked your favourites or how did it work? Or did you have an idea of like doing it as one unit or what? Um, it, cause it, that's the thing, what I mean, like when you have your whole life to make the first album, like some of those 
lyrics and ideas were sort of formed when I was like 15, 16. Right. I was writing lyrics. So like there were certain, not full lyrics, but just certain ideas that were formed when I was 16. So, you know, you get to like 20 and or 19 or whatever and you're like, okay, I've got like my new stuff yeah. that I'm working on. And like, and that's gonna be in the album. But also, this there's certain things that like define me as a as like an artist yeah. that I have to include. Just so happened that I wrote that when I was 16, and right. like that's like the skeleton of the of the song maybe. But yeah. then you, you you know you make it better with your experience. Do you feel like you get? Because obviously one of your strongest. I mean, people, your flow is just insane, right? And like you're sort of it's amazing it's like and you sort of mix it up and stuff like that so yeah. do you find that you are getting better like do you so will you write a new bit and go that's the best thing I've got or, yeah 100% yeah. that's the thing flow is so measurable like it's different when you've got like a good lyric it's hard to measure it yeah. it's, it's quite subjective whereas flow is a lot less subjective it's like oh well, no that's kind of good or it's not sort of thing so I once you like I understood the flow that was the hardest thing was like understanding like the art of it and once you understand it you can just build on it yeah, so yeah. like that's what I'm doing at the moment so you so feel like, like you're sort of learning as you go sort of thing or? literally I feel like it's almost like imagine you're doing like a kick up or something with a football and you, yeah. you learn around the world and then next thing you learn you want to put a little twist on it that's the same thing when you like you, you get a flow or like a specific syllabic pattern that you, you like and then you just like edit tweak it make it better cut a bit out bring it back in four bars later or something yeah, I don't yeah. know it's weird like but it's proper, like, it's quite an introverted sort of... It's quite internal. Like, I have this whole method and this whole thing going on when I sit down and I do it. Yeah. It's very, it's quite difficult to explain, but that was, like, the hardest thing to develop for me personally was, like, knowing, being sure what was good and what wasn't good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, um, can, you can relate to that, Ramesh. Yeah, I did Your approach to comedy is very similar. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, it's different <laughs> to yours, Ocean, in terms of... <laughs> Uh, what I do is I just throw a load of shit at the wall and hope that something's stuck, basically. And then, and then since thought, you were sixteen, since I was sixteen. Yeah. Well, actually, my first gig, mate. Now yeah. that you're asking, I was nine. So nine. Yeah, Pontins Holiday Camp. Oh yeah. Uh, what did you open with? I opened with well, I did the whole set in a Sri Lankan accent. Yeah. And <laughs> it was a character. Safe bet. It was a character. Safe. Safe. The safe bet. <laughs> it was a character. And by the way. If you want to do that, Ocean, yeah. like just drop a track in a Sri Lankan accent. I, honestly, it adds something. And none of the material was my own as well. I took it from a joke book, but oh. I won. Great. Here's a little bit that you like to pull. How did you get into hip hop? I want to ask you, you, how old are you? 23 now. 23 now. So that's. I've uh, aged since that conversation. Offensively, you had the offensively young. Uh, what what made you get into hip hop as opposed to anything else? Sort of how did it happen? Because you're from Brighton, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, what made me get into hip hop? Um, well, I have like um, in my family, it's like quite. I don't know. My dad used to listen to a lot of reggae, and like there would always be like you know some certain reggae songs. At the beginning of the song, you have some man just doing some crazy chant to introduce the song. Yeah, and that was always the bit that I would always know that bit. Yeah. Of these random songs that he would play, and then like it developed into. I used to listen to Razel, the beatboxer. Oh yeah, yeah. I just well liked it. I just thought it was mad when I was a kid. That was, and I liked Eminem. And I liked rap in general, and I just then I got into Razel, I started beatboxing loads, and that's why I kind of like it. Kind of 
it was a natural progression onto hip hop because I loved hip hop. Yeah. I loved doing like sort of making funny noises with your mouth and stuff. Yeah. But then you get to a certain age and you're like, oh, I've got to like make some. If I want to make some music, I can't just like do it with beatbox and I yeah. need to like make the actual track. Um, and I always wanted to rap, so like it was just a natural progression. But like it's always been in my family. Did you ever like what sort of artists, like hip hop artists, did you sort of grow up liking? Mm, definitely, as like a young kid, what was accessible to me was people like Eminem. Yeah. A little bit Wu Tang and stuff like that. But to be fair, um, I was like obsessed with fast rap. Right. So it would only really be like Buster Rhymes and Eminem that was just like super accessible to me. Yeah. Then I got to an age where I started doing a bit of like internet surfing and I like found out about Tech Nine and a couple of other people that are just like mad quick flows got into that. Everybody wanna be down with a nigga when we get a whip of the money thinking of taking it from me to get a bit of club, giving the love, throwing the pussy full of liquor and bud. Booty hopping around up in the mode, get to looking around every hole when I look at nigga low. I fetch a with niggas with dough. Get him in a second, try to make him let it go. But then I kind of grew out of that and just kind of like wanted to like just have that as a aspect of my rap arsenal. Yeah. You know what I mean I didn't want to just like be known as like a fast rapper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that would be a little aspect. Because I was going to ask you about that, because you sort of got like, um, I guess, kind of mainstream media sort of hate because people said that you were the, you come out, I can't remember what track it was, but somebody said, oh, this guy's as fast as Eminem or the yeah. fast, it's faster than Eminem. Or, yeah. And there was like, I think it was like in the Metro or something like that, was it? Also, yeah, was well, it? That, went, that was kind of crazy, basically. Like, that was just, um, like, I still, the maths is kind of lost on me, but basically, if you take away, if you work out the average words per second yeah. or something, is that what it is? Like we also so I should say we're joined by uh, Putnam, who's uh, Ocean's oh, DJ. Sorry, he hasn't. I, I didn't want you to feel Putnam that I'm leaving you out. Yeah, but they're sharing a mic, so it's very difficult. He's been sitting, sort of right. being polite. Speak when spoken. I saw him getting nervous about drinking from the bottle in case that came up on the recording. But don't worry, mate. Everything's included. Sorry, but I should mention he's here. Yeah, hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, the walking thing. What was that? That was. I think it was uh, the amount of words per second, excluding the intro. Yeah. and the chorus it's quite specific it's like a specific <laughs> thing but then like because obviously there's loads of people that have rapped like real fast on a song and that but it had to fit the criteria and it had to have charted and so that's why when so like someone noticed it in like my camp or whatever and then they we, we tried to get it verified and then Guinness messaged back like we thought they were going to be like you know leave nah, sorry alone. leave it yeah whatever and then they were like oh you're onto something and then they were like we'll get back to you and then that's when we messaged like uni lad and stuff yeah and well, I, thought, I think they caught on don because like it was everyone was talking about it in like my circle and then they just sent us a message like yeah we were going to run the story and then they ran the story and uh obviously with stuff like that people assume you're trying to say that you're like oh this kid's trying to say he's better than him and then what's he saying <laughs> it's just well annoying that's the only thing yeah. i don't like about it other than that it's all positive it's all wicked but like if you're talking about if you're talking about internet abuse mate that's something i can relate to <laughs> I mean, I reckon I get called a cunt on Twitter like eight times a day. So don't worry about that, mate. You're, you're in a safe space here. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like people, yeah, they just think like, uh, they think like, you know, someone runs an article on you, then that must be you. You've gone to yourself. them and said, listen, yeah, yeah. I'm better than Eminem. You need yeah, to run an never article. never that. Like, that's on, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Eminem. Yeah. It's like inspiration for me. So like, it was, but it's cool though, because obviously you can imagine from my point of view, like two years ago, I was like sat in my room. And then, like, now 
people were arguing on my videos over where who's better out and, and like who and like people were like no no like yeah okay old, old school Eminem yeah cool but like right now come on and then like, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there reading this like I used it like do you ever mad, do you mad. ever get tempted to set up an alias and then just start going no oceans aren't much better than Eminem man and just sit back and watch it. Not that I would do that on any of my videos, but I just what is your get to, you get, you get, <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, you get you get tempted and then you scroll down and you see someone doing it for you and you think, yeah, sick. Like, yeah. My, like you got there's people out there that support are supporting it massively to the point where they'll make outrageous statements like that, yeah. backing you up. And so you know it's all good. And I always think it's dangerous to read the comments because like yeah. I just get nervous that one day I'm going to read a comment where somebody's extensively planned how they'll kill me. Yeah. I mean? Although I guess it would be, be evidence. Yeah. It would be good to stumble yeah. onto that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, there's lots of elements to what we did. Because it's interesting you're talking about rapping quickly, and you didn't want to make that your thing. Because mm, I remember mm, when I mm. saw that article, and I listened to quite a bit of your stuff, I thought the the one thing that you wouldn't want is somebody to come to you thinking that that's all you're all about. And yeah, I, I think yeah. the thing that you've got is. Obviously, you've got like the production. Is, is it dirty? Did dirty dirty do everything? Or everything, was it? On right, album, right. Yeah. So the production's amazing, but yeah, it's not just the fast rapping, but you also mix it up, and then also you can write a hook as well. Is that are these yeah. all things that you'd sort of worked on and studied or thought about carefully? Yeah, yeah. I just I feel like um, the hook writing is something that's actually one of my favourite parts of it. So like, if if I was just going on what I thought personally, I was bringing to the track, I'd say. Okay, well, I know that my hook writing is like is one of my one of my personal things yeah. that I think is like a personal tribute of mine, along with my the fast flow and that. But I'd say the hooks is something that I really enjoy doing. So that's always been like my sort of I've always felt safe and comfortable in the knowledge that I can do my hooks because like the flow thing, the fast flow thing, it's all very it's all like as a rapper you want to be able to do the fast flow thing and that's cool. But like there's other people that do the fast flow thing, but not everyone can like combine. The thing, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to combine the fast flow with a good hook, and then people just have to like. I don't know. I was hoping. I was trying to put people in a position where they had to appreciate it a little yeah, bit on yeah. some level. Do you know what I mean? I d- yeah. I mean, it's like it's sort of if you can write a hook, it just elevates the song. I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. The thing is, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, Artists, I always go back to like cannabis, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever listened to cannabis, but like he was like an amazing mm. rapper, mm. but just couldn't write a song. Like couldn't write a song, basically. So it's just all verses. The verses are good, but yeah. you never ever want to listen to it yeah. ever again in your life. So it's like a common thing. It's like a, it's like a Achilles heel of most rappers. Yeah. Is that it just can't write the hooks. Um, and one-dimensional rappers, aren't they? Yeah, a lot of one-dimensional rappers, and like that's the, the that's like the whole thing. It's like you've got to. It's like, do you know what it's like? Yeah, it's like, you can't go on MasterChef and just be like, oi, I make the most banging, like, like roast. Yeah. And just get through and win on that. Do you know what I mean? You have you've to be able to do... Well, you've got to do risotto Yeah, you've got to do risotto. And it's just like, people, rappers aren't trying to do the risotto, basically. Yeah. It's hard to do risotto. We might put that as a yeah. quote on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ocean yeah. says that you can't <laughs> fucking step your risotto game up, mate. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and how did you get... To, how did you uh, hook up with um, High Focus? Uh... I was working with Dirty Dyke before I hooked up with High Focus because right, right, right. through like a friend in Brighton. Uh, he's a bit older than me, but I had a, like at the at the time I was I must have been about 16 or something, 17, and I was uh, just with my mate who's all the same age as Dyke, and they were friends. So I kind of I happened to be with him, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, what's like what's going on?" I put round. I'm with my mate, and yeah, just put round. And then I think the person I was with was trying to record, but he was too drunk. 
That was it. He, he was trying to try, try to record something, and he wasn't drunk, but he just had a few too many that he couldn't get it the way he wanted to get it. And he was like, ah. And then Dyke was playing some beats, and I was just like, oi, that's a mad one. Yeah. And that was Walking what he played. And then, right, right. And then um, I knew who Dirty Dyke was, and I liked his music and stuff. So I was just like quite keen to just like smash it out in one take. Just do it the best I could. See me, I'm walking, right? Cause I don't run, fam. Make a film about me, find a proper fucking stunt, man. I'm Captain Wiz and I'm actually shoving dirt in the dust, and I'm blowing it back in faces of waste when you try and brush, man. I get a wheel in the club on a microphone. They didn't know I handle bars. It's a minor, though. They offer me some gear, but I'm overtired. All this talk and make a bread or want to cycle home. Yo, after that, because that was, because that went really well, that particular recording session. Um, and by the end of it, we had walking, and then he. I don't know what he thought, but he messaged me like, let's do another track. And then I went back, did another one, and then another one, and another one. And then I must have dropped the video for walking on my channel. Um, and it started getting views and getting heat and stuff. And then High Focus contacted them and we're like, yeah, let's, let's do an album. And it is sort of the most exciting movement in UK hip hop, isn't it? High Focus, that whole collective, like everything they put out. Is good, right? Do you? This is what I wanted to ask you about. So I just heard. Is it? I can't remember which track it is, but on the new Flip Tricks album, you've got a guest verse. Mm, yeah, yeah. And burn it. Yeah, called, yeah, and you smashed it, right? Big so on. do you? When you do the guest verses, because yeah. I know if I'm doing a gig with other comedians, yeah, I definitely want. I mean, I my desire to see other comedians fail is is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is absolutely yeah. paramount, yeah. but. Um, you are, are you going in there thinking I need to have very flip tricks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, not in a not in a, not in a horrible yeah, yeah, way. Like on a competitive one, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the mentality. Like when he sent me the track, I was like, "Ooh, all right, yeah. all right, cool." And then I sat, <laughs> I sat. That's the that's the mentality. Like you sit down, you write the best thing you can, yeah, and you go up and then you put it, you put it out there, and like, you know, he he would have said to me, he'd have been like, "Bro, like." Do the do the best you can, and I yeah. could call him up. I'd be like, "Oh, bro, I don't know if you want to release this now." Like, do you know what I mean? It's all battle, yeah. but at the same time, like it's competitive. Slapping the brother up on the back of the head if he try to dress me wrong, and I'd best be strong if I'm an Andalim and that's Anne Boleyn. In fact, that's execution from a standing swing. And as a matter of fact, I wouldn't stand by him when you get hit with a skull on a random thing. I see the minimum amount of animation given to a situation. Now my brother's gonna handle it. And but at the same time as well, like we got we got different fan bases as well, and we different styles. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's, it's very easy for us to combine because like. We're not stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, yeah. If there was like another Ocean Wisdom and he sent me his track and he was doing his skippy flow, I'd be a bit yeah. like, who's who's this guy? Oh, come yeah, on, yeah. let me let me just let me demolish this guy quickly and let me This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The one thing on, the, on your album is like, because obviously if people think fast rap or skippy flow or whatever, they think all the tracks are going to be really high tempo, but it's mm. not the case. Like, for example, yeah, Devilish, right? Yeah. That's like one of my favourite tracks on the album. Oh, thanks, but that beat is, is proper like menacing. Yeah. And then your flow on the top of it is like, is it more difficult to flow on a, to do it on a slower track or? No, because I, I personally feel like I can notice the other, when I see other rappers rapping, I can notice their thoughts uh, easier on a slower track. Right. Because there's more, slow, like, they don't try and do the skippy stuff, and then yeah. when they do the slow stuff, like, you can hear the, the sort of... So for me, when I have to slow it down, it's just an opportunity to, to like, emphasise like, emphasize what I've been practising on. Because you've got shitloads of punchlines, right? And then some, mm. when you're rapping really quickly, there's one bit, like, I can't... It's one bit where you talk about somebody talked to you and he slept with his mum for the disrespect or something. Do you, do you remember that? Right. Yeah. But look, when I Shag man's mum for the violation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Shag's yeah. man's mum for the violation. Yeah. You said it so quickly. I only caught it, I reckon, the fourth time I heard that song, right? So, like, yeah. it's like, it sort of rewards, I guess, repeated listens. But I guess if you're doing a slower mm. thing, are you conscious that you've got to make the lyrics, that the punchlines heavier like you're sort of almost you're not throwing them away when you're rapping quickly but it's they're more difficult to catch aren't they yeah i mean i like to i like to think that i don't compromise on the bars yeah for the when i go faster yeah, yeah. that's why i like to kind of stick to but at the same time um if i'm doing a really slow lyric it's like i'm not i'm not trying to impress them with the flow necessarily yeah i'm just trying to impress them with the lyrics so i might yeah i'll, I'll be thinking more about the lyric when i'm writing it uh whereas if i've got a fast one uh, you know, you've got to consider the flow and the lyric and make it work together. Yeah. But if you if the flow is really easy because it's a slow track and it's just simple, then you can just kind of like really branch out with the words. But I don't know, man. It's kind of it depends from song to song because some songs you hear a slow beat and I'll, I'll be like, even though it's a slow beat, a consistent flow on this track, like it's gonna work. Um, and then you might hear a fast beat and you might think, oh, it's a fast beat, but I need to go complex on it as well. Yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of differs from track to track, really. And do you think, like, you'll sort of... Are you thinking about what you're going to do next, like album-wise or record-wise, or are you sort of just pushing this album? Oh, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm kind of... Uh, I'm look, I'm going to release another album pretty soon, but, like, not so soon that it's, like... Steps need, on this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically, I've, I'm coming to the end of the tour of this one, and then um, next year, sort of, April... Time, May time, I'm gonna drop another one. Right. I think um, that's the plan. Anyway, I'm kind of working on it. Um, but it's really, it's weird because, like, like I said, you got, you got like your whole life to make the first one, and then you drop the first one, and people are waiting on the second one, and you might, you might have a year if you're being quick. And then out of that year, I've been touring for like nine months of it. So now I'm just thinking, right, okay, I'll take, let me take three months off and just like work on some music. <laughs> Ha! <laughs>
I did um, when I did like my first Edinburgh, like my first full show, like our show. Obviously, you got ages. You pick all of your material and you go and do that show. And then I had to do Edinburgh the following year. And I remember like I started writing the show straight away, and it got to like because August Edinburgh, right? So you've got to work to August deadline to do your show. I remember like September October, I've been gigging my ass off, and I had about 15 minutes of stuff, and I thought, wicked, I'm fucking ahead of the game here. And then I sat back a bit and then it got to fucking June and I thought shit I've still only got that like 15 minutes right mm. so I started writing my ass off and just going to gigs and I was turning up at gigs like doing material going please let this work please let this yeah. work because I need more minutes and I remember I nearly had a panic attack the first night of Edinburgh like because like, I was st- sat backstage right. and the audience were coming in and I started thinking I've got a fucking show this is a night <laughs> what the hell am I going to do like this is a nightmare yeah. in the end it was alright but that second show or second out or that panic mm. is is hard do you know what I mean because you sort of think I bet it's just yeah. like it's just a pressure do you know what I mean but do you ever, you... have you ever drawn a blank on stage you ever been talking about something forgot what you're talking about on stage yeah loads of times or yeah like I've um, particularly when doing new material because yeah. like I've sort of you know, when you sort of you're going halfway for a bit, and then you go, I don't know yeah. where this is going, really. Well, that's an easy, it's an easy laugh, isn't it? That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the number of laughs I get yeah. for going, well, that was shit. Do you know what I mean? But you can't build a career off. Really I mean, do I have to a, a degree. Hip hop tune. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that on a. But um, yeah, sometimes you do go blank, or sometimes you just die. You just yeah. die on your ass. I mean, that's yeah. the thing with music. I guess you get crowds that are more like up for it than other crowds right yeah but with comedy you very quickly find out if it's going badly because you're yeah. playing a silence and then yeah, you just yeah. think fucking hell yeah, you can put a beat on you can't yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, I just deafening like... silence I, oh. I did I, I literally <laughs> I didn't really know I didn't I couldn't relate until about two months ago we did that Red Bull thing that was what was that that was acapella Right. So you're doing stuff a cappella and like obviously and it was a big lineup as well, a lot like there was some big people in there. So I'm just there thinking, what we all we're all none of us have got a beat, no, like everyone's just got to sit in silence for the whole show and it but it worked. It was it was cool, it was different. But when you step on stage and the beat doesn't start playing mm. and you can hear your own breathing <laughs> on the microphone. I, I was just holding it like far enough away so that I couldn't hear myself breathe because that throws me off, that sort of stuff. Imagine watching a comedian do half an hour and you can hear his breathing because mm. there's no laughter that's what happened to me yeah, I, yeah. I thought <laughs> and heavy, heavy swallowing just, Lots just of you can you can hear him thinking about what other job he's going to do yeah. after this horrible mate but yeah it is hard I had cramp on stage the other day in, in Bulgaria and it yeah. was uh, it was actually I thought I was just going to laugh it off and be fine and by the time I got on stage it was going to be cool because it was yeah. at a ski resort we had been skiing the day before and the owls were on stage and they just see me coming round the side that I was about to play after them and they just see me limping round and they're like looking at me like what's going on I was late and I get on stage and this was cramping my hamstring so it wasn't like a small cramp it was a big cramp I was just there leaning forward like deep breathing and then I, I had to do my set so I just walked on the middle of the stage like slumped forward like as much as you can be I've just gone like look I don't even know if you can understand me but I've just been skiing all day yesterday I had a great time and like, I can't I can't walk now really yeah. I've had to stand there like deep breathing. I got through the whole set and must have worn off about half an hour into it, but it was definitely eventful. They're all looking at me weirdly. This, this isn't the same thing, but I am on tour at the moment. I did South End and I've had a really dodgy curry like the night before, right? So the show's in two halves. So I did the first half, fine. Literally just about to walk on and like the, the, the tour manager, the guy about to says, Guess, are you ready? I went, yeah. As soon as they started the music for me to go on, 
my needle shitometer went up to 100, <laughs> right? And I was just stood there like, oh, fuck. They started the intro music. I can't go, this ain't going to happen. Mm. Like, I, So I walked on. Honestly, man, like... I was sweating, like I was properly sweating for like half an hour. You're saying anything yeah. to well, No, I didn't mention it, but I was doing the stand-up, like just doing the show, just going, oh my God, I'm actually going to shit myself. And then I thought I might try and fart my way out of it. Right? <laughs> but then I thought the front row was so close. Yeah. I'm just thinking they're going to get distracted if like I'm doing this stuff and then it's like uh -oh. a fucking chemical weapon's gone off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was horrible. And then after about 35, what a disgusting story. Hmm. But after about 35 minutes, I was all right. But yeah. as soon as I finished, mate. You were all right, were you? <laughs> <laughs> soon as you finished, yeah. No, as soon as I finished my set, I literally, mate, yeah. I ran, I ran. Yeah, I like punched the tour manager to get him out of the way. So, like me, every show. Every show. Well, I was going to say, but I didn't want to land him in it, but he said himself, so I'm all right. We're yeah, all every every show, I've got to go out and run the beat before Osha comes on. I'm absolutely fine. Like I prep myself. Yeah. I go out there, flick the channel up. Soon as I do, I need a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like sometimes, like, sometimes there's a toilet backstage. But we played a club like the other week. We were in Switzerland, and to get to the toilet, I had to like barge my way through about a thousand people like yeah, packing the right. dance floor and right. then you've got to go to a toilet that's yeah, been so used by a thousand yeah, people yeah so I started running the beat and then I've just had to jump off the stage and like push my way through the crowd everyone's trying to like everyone's going me. DJ Putnam's <laughs> having a shit DJ Putnam's <laughs> having a shit <laughs> get to the toilet and it's like an inch thick and pissed oh, but bad times man what did you do you still went for a shit oh yeah I just had to squat from a height and just you know like the yeah. standard did you have you thought about playing a less bassy track like the beginning right, because that's probably what's happening that's what you're saying earlier it's devilish mate when the bass kicks there you go devilish, devilish. Yeah, yeah honestly yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's bad um, it's really or Ewok even that's, Ewok's two, bad. That's, that's two tracks in it comes yeah. with a boom boom yeah boom. yeah so right. if you've made it through if you've made it through devilish you're like okay I'm going to be alright <laughs> yeah well you don't, yeah if you make it through devilish make sure you don't break the seal on, uh, on Ewok and then you'll be fine <laughs> you know what I mean oh man hip hop gripes I want to ask you about live because like one of the things we always talk about is that we don't that, that live hip hop doesn't match up to the recorded mm. stuff. The, I wanted to particularly ask you about this because it's so difficult to do your lyrics live. I imagine because some people yeah. talk about. I've seen rappers in interviews talk about how sometimes they have to adjust their verses when they're doing it live and stuff like that. How do you find it? No one from High Focus said that, did they? They have to. No, 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 no. That's not cool, man. People doing that. That's like. I don't rate that. Like, for me personally, I always thought, like, a lot of rappers jump about on stage and, and like, dab and twerk and do all that sort of weirdness, yeah? Because they think that makes their show better. I will sooner stand there with my eyes closed, stood completely still and get every lyric right before I walk around. So I, that's what I used to do. I used to just stand still on stage yeah. for the whole set. In, in between songs, I'd walk about and engage with the crowd. But when I was rapping, I'd just stand still because... I'd, I'd never miss a word ever like I never really miss a word if I miss a word I'll be annoyed about it and I'll know like oh, in, when I did High Street last week I, I, I messed up on well I didn't mess up but I had to take a breath Yeah, and that will annoy me do you know what I mean um, so like yeah my, my main thing is getting it spot on and then that's why I started doing running and all sorts of things like that because my cardio wasn't good enough to be able to move about on stage and do all the lyrics it was just about good enough to pretty much do the lyrics leave out a bar at the end every so often and move around a bit whereas now I've got it so that I can kind of hop around as much as I'd want to um, get all my lyrics on point and then there's certain flows and, and bars that I know I have to just stand still for right. make sure I'm not concerned using too much oxygen on jumping about because 
there's been a few times where I've tried to stick to it. Like I've had my rule that like I'm not going to miss a word out. Yeah, yeah. And then I've gone all starry. Fuck, really? Yeah, yeah. And nearly passed out. And then like just got to hold it down. And then I, I think that happened twice. And I was I, every time I'd come off stage, I'd be like, when I first started my tour, I'd be like dripping in sweat, but like not to the point where it's normal. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, and then I'd come off and be all shivery and weird, and like I'd have to go to sleep and stuff. Like it wasn't cool. Yeah, it's yeah. hot in the club as well, and it's yeah, just yeah. generally weird. And then I realised quickly that you have to do a lot of cardio if you want to be able to be on stage jumping about and and doing the lyrics and getting it on. Jesus, point. So you've actually properly worked at it. Like, yeah, drink that. I drink water all the time and yeah. super like stay on point with that sort of stuff just to like keep things um, running smoothly do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. if you, the thing is if you don't yeah it's not worth it it's like I could I, I've done probably about 10% more shows this year because I've stayed on point and and like done my cardio and, yeah. and not got drunk and stuff at the venues and stuff do you know what I mean it's, way, it's important because you can't do five shows in a row doing what I do or three shows in a row yeah. if, unless you finish your show you have like a lemon and ginger and honey you drink it you go back to your hotel like you go to sleep you wake up the next day don't talk to anyone for the whole day sip on sip on your tea eat your strepsils get to the place don't even do a sound check more than you need to yeah. and then you get there and you do the show and then same thing that's the only way you can do more than two or three shows in a row so yeah. like you have to, that's why like most hip hop people won't do more than two three shows in a row so like it's important to like keep your I can't imagine there's many people that have worked on their cardio mm. to make to improve their um... it's because their opportunity was there I, yeah. like, I created the opportunity for myself to do something and uh, I feel like if every rapper had the opportunity that I was presented with at, yeah. once the album dropped and they were like oh look it's been received well you could go and tour this and do this and yeah, do yeah I think then if they're presented with that opportunity they might make the decision after the first show where they couldn't breathe they might make the decision yeah, but it's yeah. just because it's a weird situation do you know what I mean like, I was, I've gone from not being known to being on tours doing loads of shows and stuff so it was a very clear decision that I had to make it was like am I going to do this or am I going to just like do a few and lose my voice completely how much do you get recognised now? it depends where I am really like it depends where I am uh, in, in Brighton? Brighton in Brighton it like yeah like I don't know it's weird saying it about yourself innit because I don't know from my point I of view I don't mind saying it, I get recognised a lot man I'm quite a big fucking deal no in Brighton like I don't got that's, I don't really um, like, I wouldn't go out in Brighton like yeah. out clubbing and that that would be that would be weird like it would, I wouldn't be able to have a nice time with my friends do you know what I mean do you ever but get if I was like in cruelly yeah. I'd probably be alright bopping around yeah. it wouldn't be a big deal might get one or two or three or four but you must friends. get you must have had do you not get people wanting to battle you or something or like try and do some nah. no kids want to show you a verse don't they yeah you get kids you get kids like oh like I have kids come up to me and they're just like you're gonna know about me you're gonna know about me <laughs> like they look like, they look like, like, like you know them. You know when you have the moment with like someone that you respect yeah. or whatever and like he wants that to stay in my mind like, yeah, yeah. comes up to me like slapping he's like you gonna remember me and then you're like alright cool wicked I will, I will I'll look out for you and yeah. that's that um, and then you have a few sweaty kids spitting aggressive yeah aggressive, aggressive are you 16. serious <laughs> yeah like in clubs and that you might have someone like oh can I show you my bar and I, I like to try and be so I know a lot of rappers in the scene that are doing their thing at the moment that yeah. are properly not very nice to their fans right 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 not on high focus everyone's decent on high focus yeah. but especially in the grime scene you get a lot of big names that 
will just be like, no, if you ask them for a picture and stuff like that. And I'm not like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'll sit and I'll do, I'll, I'll like, like, the other day we was in we was in Exeter doing a show. We were doing a lot of pictures and stuff like that. Um, and it was getting to the point where it was like, we were dripping in sweat, like just come off stage, wanted to just duck out. But it's worth it because it's an extra 10, 15 minutes and then all them people, they respect that you did that. I, I was doing uh, Wolverhampton like about a week ago and finished the show. Just got ready and I thought, thought the same as you. I thought I'm going to be nice to people, mm. you know, sign shit. And I came out the door. And there's like loads of, like actually loads of people. And I was like, okay, guys, no worries. And they're actually waiting for a band that was playing in the other room. <laughs> I just made a massive dick of myself. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, what would you? I don't know so the fuck you are. Right? <laughs> now I won't name names. I won't name names yet because it's, it's kind of peak. But that happened to someone the other day where. It was a raffle we were stood next to and some kids came up and like, yeah. asked for a picture and we took the picture and then they like turned to the rapper like and the rapper was like nah, nah that's alright no pictures and the guy was like nah can you hold the camera oh my picture. god <laughs> too funny man <laughs> it happens though you, got, you don't want to walk you don't want to walk into like headstrong do you know what I mean because yeah, yeah. it could just end badly but um, that, to, to be honest that's one thing where I, I do my absolute very best to never let that sort of stuff annoy me because it's all positive isn't it really at the end of the day um, sometimes you're not in the mood to be chatting with people. Like, I like that's one thing. I, I like to walk around and just like I might want to walk to Sainsbury's and get a water wearing my sh shoes with rips in them. Yeah. But if I do that and then I see some some like some like I don't know some eager little rapper that wants to try and mug me off by taking pictures and putting yeah. it on social media or something like yo my man can't afford crepes now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Like you can't go out with you go you, every, you you're worried that people are looking at you judging you and them sort of yeah. things. So like that's they're the only. That's the only thing I don't like about it. But other than that, it's like verification that you're doing your thing and people yeah. re like rate it and, and are feeling it. So I love it, man. If it stopped, I think it's one of the things, if it stopped happening, it'd be quite like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, really, I'm really annoyed about, oh no, it's not, nobody's approached me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rummish is just checking what shoes he's wearing. <laughs> no, I don't, it's not a problem for comedians. <laughs> it's not ripped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Anyway, what are you listening to at the moment? Are you li do you listen um, to hip hop, or do you you're just so sick of it? Nah, I don't. I don't really. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, um, I, unless like it's someone that I know and respect, and then I'll listen to their new project yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or if um, or if uh, but I've got I'm I'm a fan of a lot of individuals in the hip hop scene. Yeah. But as of, with regard to like what I listen to on a regular basis, um, do you listen to I, other Do you listen to other music then? Non hip hop stuff. Uh, I'd say non-hip-hop. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, non-rap. I do listen to, like, a... I'll listen to, like, a bit, like... this. I might listen to the Fugees. That's hip-hop still, but yeah. it's, like... It's it's not UK hip-hop. It's not yeah. like what you're immediately thinking. Um, but for me, at the moment, I'm listening to this guy called Django. Right. It's French guy. That's why, but it's just because, uh, no, we was doing a show in Switzerland the other day and these guys come and pick us up and they were playing this music and I was like, yo, who's this guy? Yeah. A little bit hooked on French trap. Yeah, basically, oh, really? yeah, basically at the moment, yeah, our neighbours are getting vexed with us, but it's a, it's a French trap thing at the moment. Um, he's like, he's got a mad flow and I've been listening Is it to, in French? It's in French, right, yeah. Right, okay. That's why I quite like it because I feel like um, on in, in the UK, I don't really know who's doing... Because I like listening to like hype stuff, double time, yeah, yeah. mixed with a sick hook, 
mix. I like listening to music that I make, sort of thing. That's yeah. why I make it, and then, and like that's the sort of when I hit when I can hear a bit of that in someone else, I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to listen to. Yeah, because that's just, that just for me, you got to mix like the the skills of the bars with the with the catchiness of the hook or whatever, and then you got a good tune there, and he does that quite well. Um, he's got a mad Django. He's called Django. Check yeah, check out Django. Okay, we're almost uh, out of time, but I do want to ask you very quickly. Uh, Real smooth. Yeah. That video, you look like such a bad man in that video, don't you? Right. So was that was that was that a deliberate? Fi- so that video, it's you in the four hours. I love that track. The hook is amazing. The beat is like a, such a good track. I love that. Um, did you? But there's this thing where you're just sort of walking around. Is that a deliberate? Did you just say I just want to look amazing? Was that your whole idea? Was that the concept for the video? Because it made me want to make a rap video. Oh yeah. Like honestly, because I just sort of thought, shit, man, I want to do that. No, do you know what? Yeah, that's that aspect of uh, how do I say it? that aspect of hip-hop has been lost in the UK. Yeah. That whole like, no, I'm a rapper, I'm not, do you know what I mean? I'm a rapper. This is me doing my thing as a rapper. And now, so when someone does it, it's a bit like, oh, what? Do you know what I mean? I feel like that was the vibe there. Um, but obviously, it was never my intention to like, try and like dress a certain way. Yeah. I was just, you got a, I felt the vibe of the song. It was real smooth, real icy. It yeah. was a cool song, do you know what I mean? So obviously I had to dress in a certain way. I do actually dress like that all the time anyway. Yeah. Like most of the time. I don't like, I try and like... He looks great by the way now. Trampy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, this is the leaf look. Yeah. yeah. Camouflage. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think um, it was the vibe of the song what made it seem like that and combined with the fact that I was looking a bit smarter than usual. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that was why. But, um, but also Crooks and Castles, this... I work with them a lot. Yeah. And they that's their jacket and like, oh, their okay, bits and bobs. Okay. Yeah. So like um it helps when all the stuff's new and all yeah. those sort of things, yeah. You know I mean I wasn't trying anything too subtle there. <laughs> just, was, um, was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy was in the house was wearing jackies and that's it. <laughs> 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 the contrast was real. Plug one, plug two, guest plugs for you. Listen man, I've got to tell you, I think You've got su- you're such an amazing artist. It's so good to have you here. Thanks, bro. I think the album is like I'm not. It's incredible. It's properly incredible. Um, is there anything you want to plug or say that you're gonna? Are you still on tour? Can people still buy? Um, what I've only got three shows left. Then two okay. of them. Two. I got Switzerland next week, Luxembourg the day after that, and then we're back in the UK for Bristol. Right. right. That's gonna be that's gonna be sick. Uh, and then yeah, just take just uh, working on the new stuff. Yeah. Look out for some. Look out. Yeah, yeah, I got the merch dropping. Okay. Um, that's gonna be sick. That's all ready to go. Um, and then yeah, just with the new album, just, people just need to keep an eye out for that. Um, listen, if you haven't uh, listened to any of Ocean Wizard, you need to. Honestly, it's incredible. So make sure you check it out. Uh, Putnam, Ocean, thank you so much for coming in, man. Pleasure, I appreciate man. it. Pleasure, man. Bye, Rupert. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.